Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the old in and out. This is Dr. William Schimmel, and hello to my friend and co-host, Brian Dewan. Brian, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good, good. Can you hear me loud and clear up in the Catskills? I can hear you loud and clear. <laughs> and uh, how's things going? I understand you've been on a major cleanup uh, at your... Uh, at your place. How's it going? It's true. I've been cleaning and cleaning and finding and finding and organizing things and getting rid of things. Uh-huh. It's amazing the things that have survived, that stuck around. Uh-huh. Anyway, it's getting pretty good around here. It makes it easier to get things done. Well, uh, what, 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 uh, what are some of the interesting things that you found? Oh, gosh. Well, I found lots of pictures, and I found lots of slides, and uh, and even some slides that, you know, some pictures I took, some pictures my dad took long ago. So I'm finding stuff like that. I found a box of hats that had belonged to my father. Uh, what kind of hats? Well, there's a mixed bag. Some of them are caps. There was a beret that is green that is made of wool uh there was some sort of a kind of an african pillbox hat so there was a bunch of different things and luckily they're in good shape so they didn't get ruined by moths or mice and so if you want to wear them you can sort of change you know you can sort of get into different kind of personalities i guess so it's so funny. You, know, you can and become a, a member of the Green Berets. That's right. <laughs> you, know, and you put on a hat and people believe that the hat has transformed you. If you put on a, a policeman's uniform, then that makes you a cop. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've been having a lot of that lately, and uh, <laughs> unfortunately. Uh, but what's going through my mind is back in, you know, Back in the 60s, uh, they had that song called The Green Berets. Uh, you probably remember it. Yeah. Uh, and what what a few of us used to do, we, you, you know, obviously we, we would put different words in different songs. I mean, it's something kind of that we all did. And oh, we yes. Enjoy, we enjoyed, like, for instance, The Green Berets. We, we would uh, put the words of Yellow Submarine to it. And like uh, so, uh, 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 so we would get things like men who lived off nature's land, trained in combat, hand to hand, men who mean just what they say, though brave men, the Green Berets. You know. <laughs> yeah, well, they're of a piece. I guess they're both. <laughs> rousing marching songs. Rousing, rousing, um, rousing marching songs. Exactly. And, and songs of camaraderie. Yeah, songs of camaraderie. <laughs> <all> right. <laughs> and the reason why I'm saying that, I think we're, I think it's kind of ap- appropriate. Uh, that song would be very, very appropriate in the midst of the climate that's going on today. Except, except perhaps there's a little bit, a little bit too much humor behind it and we're not yeah. living in a time right now where that particular kind of humor is called upon 
No. And no, not at all. And so uh, uh, I certainly didn't mean it that way, but the whole idea of, uh, you know, taking something like that and putting the Beatles' words to the whole thing and, you know, in a sense, trying to defang. Yeah. Yeah, trying to defang it. Was well, something. it's also kind of a, you know, a tenant of folk music and folk traditions is that, you know, there are these melodies floating around and the conception is that you can put whatever words you want to whatever melody they fit to. So that I think, in, you know, in olden times, there was a lot more mixing and matching of, or even melodies that had their own name as a melody. Like, I guess a lot of the Sacred Harp hymns you know, are known by the name of their melody, and the melody is maybe named after a town. Oh, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. So there's the whole idea of like a melody just being this thing that's out there, and you can put all these different words to that melody, and, and the melody will carry the words. Yeah, I mean, I mean Woody Guthrie did it. And uh, even, when, even when he did the original, this, man is, this land is your land. Uh, uh, he, it ended up not being used, but he originally, and he canceled it out at the end. Uh, he said at the end, God bless America uh, for me. He, in other words, he actually liked the, the Irving Berlin song, God bless America. Right. And he <laughs> said, uh, this one is your man. da 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 God bless America for me, this kind of thing. And then he changed it. This land is made for you and me. But actually, he had a little touch, a little quote from God bless America in there. Yeah. And, uh, and so, uh, but again, he didn't think that a religious thing was what he was looking for. And so he he kind of uh, took it out, but that was that's in the original, in the original lyrics, and, uh, and I always thought that was that was kind of interesting, uh, and you know, in the East German national anthem, you know, which was written by Hans Eisler, um, there's a uh, there's something that actually sounds like our national anthem, and he liked living in the United States, even though he was deported in 1948. <laughs> He was one of the first artists to, to be sent back. Uh, he, was, he, he was on the first communist list. <laughs> oh and, gosh! And he was having a really good time out in California, out in uh, you know, out in Hollywood. He was quite successful, but you know, all of a sudden, back to back to where he came from, and he composed the East East German national anthem. And at the end, it actually had da 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 da, and it literally was the land of the free and the home of the brave. Yeah, <laughs> you know. which is, of course is then they're taking the tavern song, Anacreon in heaven, Anacreon in heaven. There you go. Yes. And then turning it into, and then sticking uh, Francis Scott Key's text onto the. Predating traditional melody for a tavern song. Well, you know, uh, and I don't know whether or not we even uh, had a conversation on this, but it's a, you know it's an important one for me. Is uh, the whole Protestant Reformation uh, had a lot of had a lot to do with this? Uh, for instance, a lot of the the hymns 
the Lutheran hymns that, uh, you know, Martin Luther loved music and uh, he loved uh, drinking. <laughs> and, uh, and he took a lot of these drinking songs and uh, turned them into hymns. And so, and as a result, he got a lot of uh, working class people to join the church. <laughs> and because they could, on Saturday night, they could, uh, they could eat, drink, and do the nasty, and do all these things on Saturday night. And then, uh, then on Sunday at church, they could sing all their favorite, all their favorite songs with different lyrics. <laughs> That's right. I think I had read somewhere, I think Martin Luther said, why should the devil have all the best tunes? That's, that's correct. He said, why should the devil have all the good tunes? <laughs> and, and so a lot of them were borrowed. A lot of them were actually were dirty songs. And then they ended up showing up in Bach cantatas. And, uh, and so there you have it, all this, all, you know, the transformation. And then, of course, a lot of the re Renaissance material, the Renaissance, uh, you know, Joscan and of uh, uh, Orlando de Lassus, they did that also, and especially what, we, what was called the, the parody masses. And they were actual masses that if you look really careful, carefully into them, uh, you might find in certain parts there would be a drinking song or a risque song that the composer put in there, and sometimes they would do it backwards or any which way. And sometimes they would do it for sheer amusement or just to see if anyone could figure it out. <laughs> I mean, so even in the Renaissance, people were having fun. Composers were having some fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, as well they should. Yeah. And so, uh, and so this, you know, obviously uh, it's, this is not a new thing. And uh, obviously it's been going on for um, as as long as one one can remember and uh, and obviously as as you had mentioned uh, the folk tradition of course is one of the one of the biggest uh, traditions to uh, you know to follow suit on that because most European music uh, is you know based upon the folk music being elevated, you know, whether it was Beethoven, Mozart, and so forth, you know, the, the, the folk element, the folk dance forms, right, uh, sort of being elevated and raised up the high art. Now, uh, as accordionists, uh, we do the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> we take high uh, high art and take it back down, <laughs> and then we then we raise it up again. <laughs> so we get an extra we get an extra jolt in there uh, and so in a sense we, we kind of take it take the, the accordion sort of takes things down to its folk roots down to the earth but then it bounces it back up like a red rubber ball you know <laughs> you know that song the morning sun is shining like a red rubber ball you know I do the circle and uh and that's kind of what what the accordion does. All of a sudden, uh, you know, from from down there, it sort of goes bouncy, 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 bouncy back up again. <laughs> 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 uh, 
And uh, so, so there you have it. Now, I think, I think, Brian, we just did the history of music. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I'm going to play something in a few minutes that probably is outside of the history of music we were talking about, which is probably a good idea uh, because we covered this already. And uh, but before I get into that, Brian, tell me a little bit about uh, any 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 projects. I know we are going to be doing the seminars, and I suppose we can start there. We're doing the seminars online this year, our 26th year, and um, and we're going to be doing them online for the first time. And I know Brian, you're going to do something uh, on video. And uh, can you tell us about what you would be doing? Yes, it's a song that was written in 1978 by Moondog. Oh, yes. Called Enough About Human Rights. And uh, the song is a kind of a litany of the wide world of creatures. And, uh, yeah, and Moondog is such a, a timeless person, you know, uh, for people who don't know Moondog stuff, uh, I think he started to record in the late 40s. Yeah. And he was blind and was a street performer and performed on street corners in New York from the, you know, 50s into the 70s. And uh, so the song uh, I'm going to do for the seminar is, is uh, yeah, from 1978. Uh, and it's a wonderful song. And he's, um, you know, I remember reading an article about him, and he was still alive at the time. And he was talking about, you know, the days when he used to perform outdoors with a horned helmet and yes, being a sort like of a Viking, Viking, like a Viking getup. And he said, you know, later in his life, he said, "My wife won't let me wear horned helmets anymore. Oh, but oh, I do love horned helmets and spears." Well. Uh... You know, I, I um, uh, during that particular period, actually, I was working in the uh, in in the CBS building in the Black Rock, they called it, and he would be singing outside the Black Rock, outside that building, uh, with his Viking helmet on, and so I actually saw him out there, and uh, and it was incredible uh, to see this person you know, out there day in and day out, you know, doing his thing. And, um, and I had a, um, I had a girlfriend uh, during that particular time who, uh, for money would, would, uh, would, would, you know, take on jobs like writing out lead sheets and things of that nature. And, uh, and uh, she got a call through Juilliard, through the Juilliard placement service, uh, where you could leave your name and they would call you for all kinds of, you know, jobs to make some money. Uh-huh. And sure enough, uh, uh, she gets a call from uh, from uh, I forget the name, but it was a it was a regular sounding name, you know, uh, you know, Joe, whatchamacallit. And he said, oh, by the way, people know me as Moondog. <laughs> <laughs> and, I never I mean, knew his any other name until I, this year, I, but I, now I forget yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I forget it. And, uh, and, but he said, yes, people know me as Moondog. And she went to the apartment. He was a nice, you know, regular guy. Um, and she, you know, notated what he wanted her to notate. He, you know, gave her a check. And, and that, you know, that was it. 
it was actually quite a quite an ordinary day, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, I didn't want it to be ordinary day. I wanted to hear something more extraordinary, but, you know, And also, apparently, uh, Alan Freed on Cleveland TV invented the term, he first coined the term rock and roll. He was a DJ. And apparently, what was going on around that particular time, they were going to call this new form of music, which later on became rock and roll, they were going to be called, they were going to call it moondogging. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha. You know, like doing, let's do the moon dog. And apparently that didn't happen. I don't know whether moon dog had something to do with it. But then eventually Alan, Alan, uh, Alan, uh, Alan Freed uh, uh, decided, uh, well, whatever he said caught on. Uh, and the term rock and roll stayed. And, uh, but again, uh, I'm glad you're doing a moon dog song. Uh, his music should be. Uh, played more often and remembered and uh, as you said it's timeless certainly can be played today has a lot of meaning for today and what's going on but it will also have meaning 50 years from now like any good any good great music yeah and uh aside from you know aside from that also what else what else do you do you have up your sleeve what what else is on the uh, on the burner well these days my Life is full of, of, you know, cleaning and disinfecting. I mean, not for the virus so much as uh, mice. But it's so great now that I can have a nice, clean place to work. So I have, well, there's a project I'm doing with my friend up in the next town, Athens, New York, Jean Heiberg, who wrote a little play, an Adam and Eve play that she wrote, yeah. I think in the 50s or 60s. It was meant for children to be to perform it but i suggested what if we did a kind of radio play version of it that's just beautiful. a recording beautiful so she got me to write the music for the songs that she wrote the words to and uh so we're recording that now we started to record it but we still have to finish it well that you know i i like the idea and i like that i love i love radio plays and and uh it's uh, not that different than kind of what we <laughs> we do here, Brian. Uh, some of our some of our broadcasts are, have become radio plays. <laughs> uh, so yeah, as you can see, I like the form greatly. <laughs> and uh, but uh, the seminars are going to be July thirty first, August first, and August second, and they will you know they will. Because they're online, they will be shorter. And the master classes will be from 3 o'clock to 4, and the concerts will be 4 o'clock to 5. Every day from, you know, July 31st, August 1st, and August 2nd. You can uh, read all about it in terms of uh, if you want to uh, register for it. Uh, you can... Uh, uh, Go to the American Accordionist Association website, and that's Americord, A-M-E-R-A-C-C-O-R-D dot com, and click uh, Masterclass, and there'll be uh, a downloadable flyer uh, with all the information, the costs and everything, uh, Americord.com, 
and you'll find all the information there. Or you can email me, uh, accordionbill at gmail.com. Um, that's another way you can reach me. Or you can check my website um, and just click seminars, accordion seminars, and you'll see a flyer with all the information uh, on it. Uh, but certainly do not be afraid to email me personally, and uh, I'll be happy to answer any questions you have. And, and keep checking my Facebook events page because as we put it together, which we're in the process of, it's our first time, and so we're working on putting it together in, uh, in, a, unique, in a unique way. Uh, and so once we get everything all lined up, it will go up on my f events page, you know, everything that we're doing and the timing of when it's going to be happening. And uh, that should be happening relatively soon. And if you go to Facebook for William Schimmel, you'll you find my events page. You'll find that information there as, as, as well. Hope all that is clear. Uh, does that sound clear enough for you, Brian? I think it's clear enough. Yeah. And, uh, and so that's, uh, that's it for, uh, for now. What I'm going to do is play a little something. And uh, I've been giving a, I've been, since I'm here, and, uh, and uh, I've been writing a series of uh, tributaries. And in many ways, they are tributes to many different things. In some cases, they're tributes to certain composers and or certain pieces of music, like my realities. And, but at the same time, many of them are hidden. You have to actually listen to them very, very carefully to find out where the references are. But they're deliberate. And then also a tributary is a, a, a river that flows into a larger river. And so there is, you know, tributary has a couple meanings. <laughs> and so, uh, so far I've written 42 of them. And since I finished my 42nd one today, which I call the Yahuma River, which is the river behind the Taj Mahal. And so since we talked so much about Western music, I wanted to give something uh, that sort of departs from that somewhat, even though you might find uh, a Western aspect of it and even a slight Bollywood kitsch aspect to the whole thing as well. So here it is, Yahuma River. Uh, it'll take me a few seconds to put my accordion on.
That was Yahuma River, and it's the river behind the Taj Mahal. Dinosaurs eating people, dinosaurs in love. Dinosaurs having a party, they eat fruit and cucumbers. They fell in love. Then what did they do? They say thank you. A big bang came and they died. Dinosaurs, dinosaurs fell in love, but they didn't say goodbye. No, they didn't say goodbye.